So this is take two of uh, Rewind the Movies Revisit Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade uh, because Evan, our IT guru, um, can't sort his computer out. So, um, yeah, he's I, never I been turned, our... I, go, go on. I turned, I turned it off and back on and it didn't work. <laughs> but, uh, you Googled it first, though, what to do. I did. Well, I did, yeah, and it just said turn it off and back on and I did that. I didn't work. So <laughs> um, I'm resigning yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We're down a man as well. Adam isn't with us. Um, for those who don't know, Adam is a keen plane spotter. And um, yeah, he's at Cardiff Airport watching all the planes come in. So, something along those lines. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, who knows? Right. So Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's take two, as we said, because um, we, we had some technical issues. And I think, yeah, we more or less just, we may as well start again. Because yeah, no one else would have heard what we said. So, uh, and I'll I'll jump straight in from a memory point of view. And this is the first film that we've done, I suppose, our first series of films that we've almost completed. Uh, yes, there's number four, but I I don't know if we'll ever do that film. You know, the first three were in our sort of childhood. Um. So yeah, we've done Raiders, we've done Temple of Doom, and now we're doing um, Last Crusade and. This is the one out of the trilogy for me that I probably watched the least. Um, I, I I don't know why. I, I, I It's just one of those films, yeah. Because I, I watched so much of Temple of Doom, I, I have so many memories of that. But that's not to say I, you know, I did I did watch it, and I did really really enjoy this film. Prog, what about your memories? Uh, so this was one of my favorite films growing up. Um. I probably watched this nearly as many. I, no, I think I said I watched this more times than I watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I think that's because I had this one on VHS first. And mainly, it's probably because of that, but I genuinely do think this is a better film. But that's probably why I always thought Templar Doom was the worst of the three. And when I say worst... I don't mean it like Templar Doom's a bad film. I just think Templar Doom isn't, it's, it, it doesn't have the same charm or charisma that Ray does and Last Crusade does, I don't think. But this was this was one of my favourites growing up. Well, and going off that point, I, I think you had the first film, which it had humour in it, but it was, I, I think, a, um, a relatively... I was going to say a straight film. It's not straight, but you know th- there was some humour in it. Then they went to Temple of Doom, and I think had a lot more suspense. I- I- I'm not going to say horror, but definitely had an element of, um, yeah, suspense. I think, and, yeah, I think you yeah. could say there's horror elements in that film in t- in Temple of Doom, mm. definitely. Yeah, and then this film was a bit of a return back to the Indiana Jones. I think we saw glimpses of in the first film. And then dialed up a little bit more with the humour, and then brought in um, uh, Sean Connery, which then raised, I think, the 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 quips and the and and the humour, you know, or elevated it, I should say, even more. So, so what about you, Ev? What about your memories of it? Yeah, yeah I think this and Temple of the Doom were, were probably the most the most watched out of the three, um, and I always remember this being like a being a Christmas film, every every year this was on, um, whether it be Boxing Day or Christmas Day or BBC One, it was it was always on. I think when it, when I was a kid, um, yeah, and I think it's it, it's just it's almost on par with Temple of Doom for me. I think it's it, it, yeah, certainly of the first three. I don't count the fourth one because that's balls to be honest. Um, should we just, not should we just tell the, should we just tell the listening audience what? Evan said when we tried to record this originally, and that's <laughs> the last arc was the worst of the three. Well, I, I, I didn't say the worst. I just said it was it was my least favourite. I do like it, but it's not it's it's not as good as Temple of Doom or Last Crusade for me. How, how dare you? And in Evan's defence, and I think we've discussed this previously, it comes back to what you watched more of, and me and Evan both watched more of Temple of Doom. And yeah. I I really understand where Prog's coming from, that it's the least favourite of the trilogy for him. 
but it, you know, for me, because I watched so much of it, I, uh, yeah, it's one of those ones you just quote. Mm. You know, it's like any sort of 80s film or any film you watched as, as a kid. And you just end up quoting it because you've seen it bloody hundreds upon hundreds of times. But uh, yeah, it, it, it is. Um, with this particular film as well, the element, and we're going sort of into aspects now, but um, I, I, I do love that Sean Connery um, relationship as well. And whereas I think in the previous two films, it was a more of an emphasis on Indiana Jones and a female character as sort of the, the first lead, if that makes any sense. And I do know there's um what's what's the name of the, the female character? Is it is it Elsa? I, Elsa Schneider, is it or something like that? Elsa Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. Um Jack she Bob. is in she is in it, but this is the first time that I suppose pitted him with his dad as well. And that's probably like that the second half of the film, I know. But it's um yeah, it's a great addition, I can think, we, to the film. Can, can we just take a moment to recognize what Prog said there? No, I missed In that one. Describing Elsa 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 Schneider. Go on, Prog. I said she's the jackpot. <laughs> she, she, um... she she's the she's the only woman from an eighties film that can rival Jennifer Connolly for me. Alison <laughs> Doody. Appreciation Society. Adas. I um I I don't recognise her. So what else has she been in? Anyone got her filmography up? Oh now you now you mention it. Uh, do you do you remember the Bond film we did? She was in uh, Live and Let Die. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, not Live and Let Die. For for your no. no, what was it? For your eyes only? Oh view to a kill. View to a kill we did. She was in that, was she? Mm. But she is love she interest. Was, um, she was in Major League Two. I love Major League Two. Yeah, need to go back and watch her. She hasn't been in a lot of films, in fairness. She would. She's done like some TV and I think stage plays and stuff. But obviously, in, in this film, she plays a German or Austrian. Austrian, right? Yeah. Mm. Has she got an Austrian slash? German slash European accent in the film. Yeah. No, in life, in in oh, real she's life. Irish. All oh, right. So yes, she has a European accent. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Only because, and I'll mention it now in one of my changes, she does sound a little bit Vicky Michelle from a lower low at times. Yeah, but she was a banger <laughs> as well, wasn't she? <laughs> well, it, for an eighties sort of sitcom, yeah. Oh, Renee. Don't diss the lower low now. Uh, I love a lower low. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rachel hates it. I don't know if you're flicking through the channels on a Sunday or what have you. And, um, well, this was pre kids. And, um, yeah, sa- sa- Sunday afternoon, I'd be like on, I don't know, what would it be? Not Dave, you, but maybe UK, one of UK Gold. Gold UK Gold, yeah, yeah. And then the lower lower come on and she'd be like, no, please don't, please, please. And I'd be like, come on, <laughs> you stupid woman. <laughs> oh, I, I am I, comforting I... her. <laughs> it, some of the humor, if you look back at it, isn't good, but it's um oh, it's not. it is I, I do find it quite funny. Oh, who cares, man? It's obvious of this time, isn't it? Obvious time, and it's mm. what you enjoy, isn't it? It's every now and again. I wa- I watch a bullseye as well. I oh, tell that, you what, that show depresses the shit out of me. <laughs> but some of the questions are so oh. bloody hard. It's like playing Trivial Pursuit, but a version from like the 70s or 80s. You can't answer them. As long as you're not I'll, watching I'll... the episode with the serial killer on, then you're all right now. <laughs> what, what, serial killer and bullseye? There's, a, what, there's Tony, an episode Tony... with a guy who got found out as a serial killer later on. He was um, someone really? quite recently as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I, th- I thought for a minute you were going to say like Tony Green, just just like you know started like tearing up the place. Capital no. D. He's like no, yeah, capital D. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. I love it. I I couldn't I couldn't handle Bullseye genuinely. It was one of those shows I just couldn't watch. Oh, I loved it. Oh, it, was, it was just it was sort of the forced humour that came out. So it was so it was just like 
All I remember from Bullseye is old people and different shades of brown. But those old people, they were probably like in their late 20s, early 30s. They just yeah. like... But it's what, we, it's what we've said for years. People in the 80s looked so much older than what they yeah. actually were. Yeah, yeah, the definitely. pastels. The pastels and the tashes. Hmm. That's it, yeah. Horn tashes and... Yeah. Braces. Remember braces? And I'm not talking about the ones that go on your teeth. <laughs> Get off uh, be like hipster talk now. Braces, bow tie, you know, handlebar. Mm. When was the last time you saw someone wearing a bow tie with a suit? They're probably a wedding. Must be a wedding. No, yeah. I'll tell you when. The 80s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what are the favourite aspects of people got? I've mentioned sort of Connery and um Oh, it's gotta it's Ford. gotta be the relationship between Connery and yeah. Ford. Because what it allow apart from the comedy aspect, which I think this there is so much humour in this film compared to definitely the second one, and I would also say there's a lot more than the first one as well. But what it allows you is a different aspect to the Indiana character. Yeah, and uh, I remember I was reading about it, um, reading about the film and the background to it, and Sean Connery said some said something that. Um, Whatever the reason he took the role is, he said to either Spielberg or Lucas, he said, Whatever Indiana's done, my character did it first. So there's always that. So, so then Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones has always got this thing where he's got to sort of like try and get to the level his father mm. once was at. And I think you see People. that in the film. You see that in the film as well, don't you? Because you know the scene with um, where they get out of the blimp and the planes are trying to get them down on the beach and uh, Henry uses his umbrella to, to, to make the birds fly into the plane and Indiana Jones mm. is looking at his father with that, bit, with that, uh, with that awe, isn't he? Mm. And also, she talks in her sleep. Oh, well, well that, that's, line. one of the that, great that, lines in films, that is. Yeah. And that line was, wasn't was in the script. It, it was, was improvised. Set, yeah, improvised as, as a bit of a joke on set one day, mm. and then, yeah, Spielberg decided to keep it in. Yeah. So, Apparently, uh, they were doing a take, and Connery just said the line, and everyone just started laughing. Yeah. So they said, right, we're going to keep that in. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Um, another favorite aspect for me, it was they, they obviously brought back back Salah and um, Marcus. Mm. Yeah. Give it a real feel of the first film again, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I love I love um, Salah anyway. Because you boys are a fan of the second film, do you think there was any way they could have got short round in this one? How many years later no, was this? Four. Well, no, no, no. Are you in terms of filming, or are you in terms of where the story's set? Ah, oh, ah, oh, because Temple of Doom is a prequel, isn't it, to Raiders? Yeah. And okay. Well, so what I was thinking is, how many years later was the know, release of the that. film? I think it was it was either eighty four or eighty six. Temple of Doom came out eighty four. It might have been right. So this would have been five years later. Yeah. So he would have been. I don't know. Possibly 15, I don't know. How old is he? Um, the guy who plays Data in the film, in Temple of Doom. I don't know, maybe he's like 10. How old is he now? No, how, how old is he? Would How old would he have been five years later? So what I'm saying is if they brought him in, it would have had to match the timeline, wouldn't it? Right, well, mm-hmm. in Temple of Doom, uh, what's his name? Kehu Kwan, he was 13 when, the okay. fil- when Temple of Doom was released. So when mm-hmm. they were doing Last Crusade, he would have been eight, 18, 18 or 17 or 18. Yeah, but, it's just, it's just wherever it works all out, I don't know. But Temple of Doom was obviously, it was like three or four years prior. So it was, I think it's 1935 Temple of Doom is set. And what's this, 1939? Know. 1938, 39. So you, I think you could have got away. Sure about it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. See, I, I didn't realise that Temple of Doom was a prequel. 
Yeah. Didn't we like to talk? You not, were you not on the podcast when we did? I think we, we mentioned it then. But to be honest, no, 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 I, 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 I'm with you in the sense of I, I <laughs> don't remember half the stuff we talk about on our podcasts. Have, have we got any other favourite aspects? Um, I've got one more, but I'll let Evan go first. No, no, go on. You go. Give him go. time to think. The music. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this now. I think this is the better score overall than the first film. John Williams again, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say. But um, I, what I like is the additional music motifs that he's put into this film. So there's a lot of the first film that's put back, obviously the main theme and a few of the uh, action uh, motifs. But I like the additional sort of... There's a motif when he's talking about his father or with his father. And then there's also an additional music motif when he's finding information like when he finds the the night underneath the museum and for me i i really appreciate those additional motifs on top of what was already a really good score from the first one mm-hmm. i love john williams also well i think we're all fans of john williams on this show yeah ever have you got anything um yeah, I think that the cast, the cast as a whole, not just not just the not just the relationship between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery, but no, I'm not going to go through them. Go on, Ev. Go not on, go on, Ev. I am. No, <laughs> you know no, you I'm, are, go, I'm going. I'm going to now. I'm going to now. Just for that look. Um, no, I think I think the the relationship as well between like between Henry and Marcus, I think, is quite good. That it's it, you know it like they're old they're old college mates and, and mm. you know doing like the the weird like. You know, handshake thing and, and all that lot in the tank and everything. Um, yeah, and you and you almost like seem seem like Marcus is almost like an uncle sort of thing. That that he's you know he's when when Indy tells tells him to tells him to tell Donovan about taking the taking the plane ticket. He says, "Oh, we tell him we'll take two And it's just little little touches like that. Quite like you know like that. You know, everyone knows he's a bit ditzy and a bit thing, but he's you know. He's, He's there, still looking out for him, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, and also I'm going to do run, run through my cast now. Julian Glover, um, who plays Walter Donovan. He was... Um, oh, I forgot, I forgot his name. He was in Game of Thrones anyway. My grandmate oh, from Pycelle, Pycelle. his name was. Pycelle, that's him. River he's Phoenix. In, he's in Empire Strikes Back as well. He is. Yes. Yes. River Phoenix. The young indie. That was a, that was a good turn. Um, if only he'd st- if only he'd lived. Because yeah. you what you I think um, would have had quite a few more indie films if he had if he had lived. Well, do you think he would? Do you think he'd be bigger than his brother right now? Well, yeah, he was. He was the. I think he was the biggest child yeah. or. Adolescent actor at the time, wasn't he? He was massive. Oh, he was huge. I just wonder whether he would have like like a lot of child actors do. They they sort of like hit the point. Maybe they hit their twenties and then they just either go off the rails or they. Well, Corey yeah. Feldman being a really good example. Yeah, that's true. But I I think River Phoenix was a better. I like Corey Feldman, but I think River Phoenix overall was a better actor. The sad oh, yeah. thing, the sad thing mm. is, and I I don't think we should go into this too much. But there's a chance, there is a chance that if River Phoenix had had lived, Joaquin Phoenix wouldn't have had the career he's had. Because yeah. there's every chance that River mm-hmm. Phoenix would have taken a lot of those roles. Yeah. But back in the day, he was uh, going under the stage name of Leaf, wasn't he? Leaf Phoenix. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll keep going. Pat Roach, obviously. Pat Roach, he, he's like the, the Indiana Jones... Um, John Rattenberger in every film. Wait, when did um, Pat Roach die? What in real life? In real life, yeah. I gotta Google it only uh, because he must have died before the. Um, he did the, the last one. Two thousand four. Oh yeah, he would have. And when did the last one came out? Maybe um, about ten years ago, was it? 
Also, the guy who um, the guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark who played is it is his name Tot or Tote? You know the the main Nazi guy who get who gets who gets melted. He's in this. Apparently, as a Gestapo agent, he's uncredited. What you? And, what you like in the background? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, he's according to IMDb, he's um, he's uncredited Gestapo. All right, and also I'll not go on. Oh no, he cameos, he cam- cameos as Heinrich Himmler. So I think it's in the scene with uh, where Ad- Adolf Hitler, you know, the, where they burn in the box. I think he, he's a cameo there. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of which, Mr. Bronson from Grange Hill, Adolf. Which I, I'm not going to act surprised and pretend good, I didn't know good, because we did it when we recorded the last one. But yeah, that was a massive shock to one. me. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I, I yeah. recognise that guy. Who is he? And then you said on the podcast, it's Mr. Bronson. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't think of Grangel without that opening title. I know like the sausage coming in with a fork stuck in it on the cartoon. Like, like a comic. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta think, yeah. right? If we ever do a film, and when it comes to favorite aspects, Evan doesn't reel off the cast. Yeah. You gotta worry what his actual thoughts about the acting was in that film, then, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, they're all rubbish. They don't don't even get a mention. Let's move on to favorite scene, and I'm gonna start with, um. And it changes, I think, every time I see it. And I could pick anything from where Indiana, jo- uh, yeah, Indiana Jones and Henry Jones interact, but I'm going to pick the young Indiana Jones um, sequence this time. I, I I watched it this time round, and I and I just thought it was a nice addition in the sense of adding a bit of world building to Indiana Jones. And you could say it's corny. Um, you know, because when they 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 say about where he got his scar from, and that's ultimately you know it's um, Harrison Ford's scar, so they put that into the storyline. You could say it's corny around him taking on the sort of look of that Tomb Raider guy, let's call him that. But yeah, I just thought it was fun and it was humorous, and I I just found it entertaining. Um, so yeah, for this this time round, I, I, I'm going to pick that. And and again, we've mentioned. River yeah, Phoenix is good. In, fa- in fairness to that scene, if you look beyond the the surface level uh, aspects that you just pointed out about the look of Indiana later on and the hat and the chin scar, what it actually shows is Indiana's character, his desire and application and perseverance to, to get these artefacts. And take yeah. and make sure they're not in the wrong hands. Yeah, as he, as he sees it. Yeah, belongs it, in a museum. Happen. That sort of. Yeah, and it happens from a very early, yeah. very early age. And I I hadn't really thought about this previously, but he he does have two personas, so to speak, doesn't he? And and you do see him looking different. So he has his professor, sort of persona, mm. and he's there in his suit and his you know and or whatever he wears. And then he has his, let's call it his Tomb Raider persona, where he, he puts on the hat, he puts on the jacket, and he has the whip. Mm. So. Oh, do you know I, what I was thinking watching this time around is uh, how bad a teacher he is? <laughs> never marks his stuff. And, he, uh, never mar- no. he never graded those kids. He's obviously just come back from disappearing for about two weeks trying to find this cross and mm. uh, they're all waiting for him to see him them one by one, and and he just ducks out the window. <laughs> he's like, oh, and, and his office is a shop. His yeah, office is a shambles as well. He's, he's in with the go- like, with the boiler, isn't he? Yeah, as you say, it's like a boiler room, isn't it? And just artifacts mm. all around him. Uh, okay, what what other scenes have people got? Honestly, I go could on. pick. I could pick so many. I mm. there's there's not many. Uh, what's the word? Spots in this film where I was drifting away or bored or anything like that. But I think my favourite part this time was the 
uh, escape from the blimp to when Henry Jones Sr. uses the umbrella on the beach. I love all of that because you get the interplay between the two characters. It's obviously good action as well. I love some of the dialogue. Like when Henry is saying, they're trying to kill us, and Indiana just goes, I know, Dad. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> well, they, they brought in a, a scriptwriter for that, didn't they? The, the dialogue between the two. But what's his name? Is it Tom Stoppard or something? Probably, you, you, you may know his name. I've got it somewhere in my, my notes as well. But I think they brought in a playwright, um, and it was Tom Stoppard, to, to beef up that dialogue between those two characters. Yeah, well, yeah, Tom Stoppard is a playwright, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure he has a writing credit as well against the film. Right, OK. I, I, I wasn't aware of that, but it, it would make sense. Mm. Uh, but I, you know what I love about the sequence you've just said? That um, another bit where he throws out the, the Nazi out of the blimp and he's like, no ticket or whatever, and everyone's like, oh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what you also find as well, though, is that, you know, when they run into the... No, the no, the mini plane on the blimp. Yeah. When they run into the mini plane just after the blimp has turned round, it's a throwaway line. But Indiana says to his father, "I thought it would take them longer to realise the radio wasn't working." So while Indiana was dressed as the waiter, he'd obviously gone uh, to disable the radio. I wonder hmm. if um. Yeah. I I wonder if there's a deleted scene where, where that would have yeah incorporated it. Ev, what have you got, buddy? Um, like like Progaf, I can I can pick a number of scenes on this, but I think this time I'm probably going to go with from from when they enter the castle to when when they escape on the motorbike because because I, I think that it's you know the the part of when he when he meets um when he meets his dad and and um you know he just he, he finds out about donovan and every and everything like that but it but like the dynamic of the relationship changes between them both because like when when he gets knocked over the head with the vase and like he says junior and like he, he's like oh yes sir like he's a, like he's a kid again but then halfway through like it, it's you know, he he, he 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 looks at his dad because of the line, or she talks in her sleep, like like he's you know he's a real person and not his dad sort of thing, and then he starts having a go having a go at him and shouting at him and stuff. Um, I, I I'm with you there, Ev. I love I, you. Just reminded me of something else that I love. Um, I love how underplayed the moments are where Indiana actually looks at Henry like he's his father, and. One of the yeah. one of the, another bit that I loved watching it this time was when do you know when they go over when the tank goes over the cliff? Oh yeah. They all yeah. think that Indiana's dead, and Henry yeah. sees him next to him and he, and he starts hugging, embracing him, and saying, "I thought I lost you and all that." Yeah. And Indiana Jones just falls into his arms, and he's like, yeah. "You can see like I, Harrison Ford is fucking brilliant in these films, but you can see that he's just a kid again." He just he just yeah. wants to be held by his dad. It's moment, and it's only like it's for a, it's for like thirty seconds that moment, but it does so much within the to help the rest of the film. Because when you rewatch mm. it, then you appreciate other moments even more. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I am. Um, I've got one honourable mention, and it's the scene where he bigs up Marcus. He speaks yeah. 12 language. He's blend in. He's got two-day um, yeah. sort of lead yeah. on you. And then you see Marcus wandering around asking, does anyone speak English? He gets yeah. bundled into the back of um, um, a van. And all I can think of, it's just like a pantomime, that that, yeah. that entire scene. And that, that, yeah. that sort of, yeah, build up, build up. And then, yeah, it's your know, total sort of switch. But also, they they what what I like about it is that they don't just do that the once by showing Marcus being an idiot, but they also have Indiana say to his father, "He got lost in his own museum." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, before we move on to changes, one question I want to ask at this moment in time: Would you freak out more 
if you were surrounded by snakes or rats? Because his fear is, ma- is snakes, isn't it? And we we learn some of that as well yeah. Um, yeah. at the beginning of the, the, this um, this film. But that scene in the, is it the catacombs or whatever under yeah. Venice with all those rats and the yeah. rats are freaking yeah. out that one point? Oh, I I don't know. I I think I, I'd rather snakes than rats. I th- I would rather rats than snakes, personally. The mm. o- the only reason is uh, you don't know whether the snakes are poisonous or not. Uh, I suppose. Ev? Yeah. I'm, I'm the same, I think. Although although to be honest to be honest, I'm uh, I'm egomental at, at rats as well. Just 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 because I I don't like little furry little furry things like that. <laughs> and I'm saying that I've got a, I got bullied into getting a hamster. That's you know, I threw I threw a strop in pet pets at home. Honestly, I threw see- a strop and said, Right, I'm not touching this. Yeah? Are you saying the hamster scares you? Yeah, he's got he's little he's got he's got fucking big teeth and claws and everything. Oh, he's... I bet you walk in that room and you just think that hamster's staring at you all the time. No, he stays he stays away. But the but the worst thing is he he comes out at night and like when we're watching when when we finally get the hour to ourselves to watch like a TV program, all of a sudden he comes out and goes in his bloody wheel and it's like. To watch a TV program, is it? He, he looks through the yeah. bars at Evan like that. Yeah. Uh, it only comes out at night. <laughs> uh, but it's that scene. You know when yeah. the rats are going ballistic because something is happening and they're trying to climb the walls. I yeah. don't know if it's a bit with the fire or what have you. It's, it's with the fire, yeah. Oh, that yeah, bit yeah. freaks me out every time. And I think that's why it made me question would I have snakes over rats? And I don't know. Especially because yeah. they're, they're on a hair and everything as well. Like they're climbing oh, up a hair and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So the time of the podcast, I don't really want to do for this film because I, I, I do think it's a really, really good film, but we often talk about changes. Uh, has anyone got anything glaringly obvious that yeah. they want to talk yeah. about? Go on, Prague, you go first. Uh, more Alison Doody. <laughs> There's not enough of her. I, you... I, what, I, what I would have done, right, I would have actually had a picture of her and I would have put it in the corner of the screen so she's in every frame of the film. I, w- I reckon I would have been okay, Dad. I, I'm going to have to Google her now and just see... Just, just like a, just a Photoshop of a Sean Connery's face. <laughs> yeah, every character has just got <laughs> Alison Doody's face Photoshopped over it. Even even the um, even Donovan who who, uh, who who like goes really old. It's just her getting really old. Yeah. Even know the know the guy that goes gets old after drinking from the cup, but not the cup of Christ. It's yeah. her face as well. <laughs> Even as like an older lady, she's like really attractive, isn't she? She's smoking, but she is like amazing. So how old is she? She's fifty, late fifties now, I think. Fifty-seven. Be born in '66. <laughs> Google says she's about 57. It didn't even give like a, a proper sort of date of birth. About. Uh, oh, if you if you if you look on an IMDb thing and click click on like you, you know how it's got the profile pictures. If you if you any any listeners out there go to a profile, click on a profile picture, and then swipe once, and she's on the she's on the cover of this of this um of this movie poster for a Pierce Brosnan film. I'll see if I can show it to the camera. No, it doesn't work. work oh, I can, yeah, we're just sort of that. Yeah, called Taffin. And the and the, t- the tagline of it is just a genius. It says, he didn't get mad, he got even. And it's like, oh, that's amazing. For a, for a tagline, amazing. <laughs> yeah, Taffin, great. Incredible woman, man. So what what are the um, changes? Go on, have you said you had one? Have you got another one, Prague? Go on. I, go I on. did I did have a genuine one. Yeah. Go so on. um I did find it a little inconsistent with the what are the what are the guys called that are chasing them out to the catacombs? Oh, the ones oh, who the, are um... sort of protecting the the, the, the brother, the brotherhood of the cruciform sword. 
Yeah, I found that plot line a little inconsistent. Thankfully, they weren't in the film too much, but Mm. the fact that they were trying to kill Indiana Jones to begin with, and then all he says is, all I want to do is find my father, and they're like, oh, all right, then. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. It got me thinking that... um... Uh, uh, there's a film that copies that, rips it off massively, and that's The Mummy. Yes. You know, that, that, that aspect of, yeah, there's a secret mm. society trying to protect something, and then they mm. end up helping them. Yeah. Mm. And they even look like them, actually, without that. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't seem racist. I, 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 I don't mind that aspect of the story, as long as, as, long as it's dealt with more consistently, I suppose. But, um, you know... I suppose I wonder whether it was written into the script when they got to the desert and they realised we need a way for Indiana Johnson to get his father back. Yeah. Or to get um, Marcus back. So they were like, can we like retro write in this group of protectors and then... Because hmm. they're not in the film that much, are they? They're in like two parts of it. Hmm. It, it does seem a bit weak, doesn't it? That they could have added probably a lot more to that hmm. element. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I've gone. But... No, no, I was, I was just going to say, don't you? I had a, I had sort of a thought, and I googled it now. Don't you think a cousin, the main guy, obviously with the with, with the curly hair and the tash, looks like Graham Souness from his from his playing days? <laughs> just saying because his curly hair. Yeah, no, curly. Honestly, Google him. And when he when he's playing for Liverpool or or Rangers, he is the spit of the leader of the Brotherhood of the Crucible Sword. Don't forget <laughs> Sampdoria, but he played for Sampdoria as well. Any any continent, any continent, any time, he looks like a cousin. Um, <laughs> no, my, I've got a couple of changes. The, the I'll go through the minor ones first. The um, the the change in Sean Connery's accent that he that. Most obviously, most of the time he sounds he sounds Scottish, but like there's there's a couple of scenes in where he puts like he, he his his accent just goes American. Like, is it is it the um, um, the hunt for Red October syndrome? <laughs> but I, no. I didn't I didn't see any inconsistency with his accent because he's written no, it, as a Scottish guy, isn't he? Yeah, it's it, like I said, it's not it's not a big thing, but it's just like certain things. Like when he's talking, it comes out like a little bit of an American twang, like saying they got us, like when when um when the when the plane gets shot down and stuff like that. And it's I just found it really funny. Um, maybe you've just been in it, LA too long. Yeah, the the Spanish well, the, the Spanish Scottish. Maybe, maybe he was actually being true to the character because Henry had been living in America for a few years by that point. Good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, and the same with the same with Alison Doody. She goes she goes a bit like proper full on Austrian German when when they're in the when they're in the boat where she says you say go between them. But then like the the rest of the time she doesn't really. Um, yeah, when she's she shouting, she hasn't got an accent. No. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's the whole Vicky Michelle, isn't it, or whatever her yeah. name is. Stop slandering Alison Doody, boys. God. Oh. Uh, I. But, but me. Oh, go on, Ed. Go on. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I was going to say. Every time I hear a name now, I just can't get past that last name is Doody. But yeah, it's just the immature person in me. Come on. Well, Doody. her last name wouldn't have been Doody if she met me. I don't know. She's only yeah. she's only fifteen years older than us. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, my main one though, and this is the thing I'll never get about the film. When they're when they're escaping the castle and they go and they go into, you know, they, they hide in they hide in the big box on the on the motorbike. Why don't they wait for a longer period of time until the until all the Nazis are in the boat halfway down the river and then they Come out going, oh, yeah. mm, no. <laughs> Do you know why? Do you know why? Go on, man. Because film. Be- because film needs chase scene. That's why. But they had a big, massive chase scene with a bloody tank and the horses. 
or the camels. Yeah. He said, no camels. In, in real life, chase scenes don't exactly don't happen at all, do they? No. Very rarely. <laughs> someone go someone drives off in a car and the other person goes, oh, I can't be fucking bothered. Uh, so I have two changes I want to talk about. The first one is a bit of like a humorous one, I suppose. And that is knowing the Joneses are t- tied together in the castle. They're back to back on chairs. There's rope around them. Why didn't they just lift the rope up? Because that's what they end up doing at the end. Indiana Jones gets his hands out, I think. I think it's him who goes out first. And then he lifts the ropes up anyway. If he just done that in the first place. Yeah, but I think their hands are tied in front of them and they're actually like roped yeah. around under the chair. So I think oh, it's meant okay. to be that their hands are there and they can't move their hands up or across. Yeah. Okay, I'll give them that much, but I just sort of like if they'd done this with their elbows, they would have just lifted up anyway. Yeah. So, but my main change, and it's a difficult one to talk about because we often talk about this where something is of its time, and this is the special effects of the plane going into the tunnel. Yeah. So mm. it goes into the tunnel, the two wings come off, and you can just see it's quite dated. It, it hasn't worked, or it's not I... hasn't worked to modern standards. I, I, yeah, but it's only a couple of frames, isn't it? Because you know where the you know where the plane's going past them in the car. That bit's fine for me. Yeah, it's the bit before. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, because that bit is more practical effects, whereas you can see the other one is, you know, it's obviously not CGI because it's pre CGI, but it's you know, or is or is it really early CGI? Yeah, maybe you know, late mm. nine, late eighties, early nineties, yeah. Because they were start, they were starting to do that layered CGI stuff, weren't they? Yeah, um, and like I said, it's a it's a change, but it's only if you were, I don't know, if you say you wanted to bring out a bloody four K version of it, and you were able to just smarten that bit up. That's the only bit I I would want to mm. change really. Going going back to what you were saying about the scene where they where they're tied to the chair, watch it back again, and you know when he gets the when he gets the lighter out of his pocket and he tries to like. You know, tries to burn the ropes. He blatantly throws that away. It's not as if it's a case of, oh, I dropped it. It's like, I oh, burned himself. That's well, what he burned his hand. Yeah, he exactly. his finger. Yeah, but I, I get that. But it, like, right. you know, I tell you, finger, I've got you a light your finger, you go, ah, right? And then you've you got go, a light there in your house, Sev. Yeah, go and get it. I'll try it. Try <laughs> it right now on camera. <laughs> no, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, but it's, I don't know. It's it's just the reaction that if you that if he burns his fingers, you immediately drop the drop it, don't you? Whereas he just went like yeah, but it's it the, yeah, but it's a reflex thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh. What well, I tell you, what's more improbable is how fast our room goes up. <laughs> I I've got um, a wood burning stove right in the house, and it's I tell you what, it takes me bloody ages to light it, and then. <laughs> Fire in films, it's just that everything <laughs> seems to be combustible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the tapestries oh, are flammable. I, I've just realised, it's not a change, it's an observation that I thought, and I didn't know where to put it, so I'll say it now. The night, in the whatever the room mm. is called, with all the different cups, being there for like, 2,000 years? Hundreds of years. He's hundreds of years, yeah, because uh, yeah, it wasn't when Christ died, was it? 1200 B, uh, AD, I think he went there. Yeah, fuck mm. me, he must be bored. Yeah. You only got one book. How many times has he read that book? <laughs> I I want to know, right? If he ever took, I want to know if he ever took a stroll outside. Ah, oh, where's he got the toilet as well? Yeah. There wasn't another room there. Oh no, he's over the cliff probably, and he <laughs> just drops him, bends yeah. over over the cliff. <laughs> but bloody, yeah, he must be bored. He only died at the end. He was just like, oh fuck for that. Someone's come along. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't die. Didn't he? No, he stayed there. He, he oh, yeah, he stayed. yeah. You see him and he's like lurking yeah. at the end. Yeah, he, wa- he waves at Henry, didn't he? Like the wedding the singer. Do you know where he goes? He's gone mad and I'm reaping all the benefits. Oh, he's losing his mind and I'm reaping all the benefits. All the benefits. That's what he's like in the distance. <laughs> I got a question for you two. And Go it's on. about the ending where. Um, what's his name? Sorry, Walter drinks from the cap, right? Mm, yeah. So I take it there's only one 
cap there that's made from wood. Mm. Right? Yeah. So Walter is obviously not a very good historian. Okay? But watching it this time, I wondered whether Elsa deliberately gave him the wrong cap. Because he sh- because he shot Henry, and Elsa oh, yeah. didn't want that to happen, she then gets into the room with the caps with Walter and Indiana, and she says, "Let me choose for you," and he says, "Okay." She gives him like one of the diamond encrusted caps, and he drinks from it. And as he's drinking from it, she looks at Indiana Jones, hmm. and then after Walter dies. She then says, uh, the cup would not be made from gold. Yeah. So that, that's a good, good point, I think. So that makes me think, well, I don't know if it was deliberate or not. Perhaps it wasn't. Perhaps I'm just over-egging it. But it did make me think maybe like her character had changed her mind about what was to happen. Well, yeah, and she does say as well that, you know, she is a historian herself, isn't she? And she's, I don't know, seeking out the truth or whatever she says mm-hmm. earlier on in the film. But yeah. maybe it is written in a way that it's left to you then to interpret whether you believe she's good or bad. Or, yeah, or then that's, a, that's a massive mistake on Donovan's part, though. I mean, that, that's probably that's a life and death, death choice there. But, you know, why would you give it to someone else? Just, yeah, but I, I would I would have drunk from any cup Alison Doody would have given me. <laughs> Even now, um, two girls one cup. I would have done that as well if it was Alison Doody. But... Um, <laughs> remind me, what that does is not the, a cup what, made from gold? What, what, what does drinking from the cup actually get you? It's right. Okay. So I I took it right that if you if you look at the night. He's been there for, for seven to 800 years. And we've just joked that he didn't have any food or anything with him. So I wonder whether that drinking from that water with that cup provided you both nourishment and everlasting life. Yeah, mate, yeah. But, the, but then, on the flip side of that, though, he says the cup can't pass beyond the great seal. That's the price of immortality. So yeah, but it's he just takes cap- it... But- that's just the cut that can't pass there. Because if you, in the beginning of the film, when Walter is talking to Indiana Jones about the tablet before he goes mm. to Vienna, no, not Vienna, yeah. Rome. No, Venice. Venice. Venice, Venice sorry, yeah. Mm. They actually talk about one of the three knights who returned and mm. died eventually of, like, ridiculous old age. So, yeah. so, so it's implied that all three knights, the two brothers that left the one night behind, they left and returned home mm. and both died really, really old because they had drunk mm. from the cup. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just thinking maybe because the, because the cup had gone past the seal, all of its powers on, like, on Henry in Indiana would have just gone instantly. It, right, if that was the case, then Henry's wound probably would have returned. Mm, yeah. But I was thinking about this, right, and why they didn't get me involved in the writing for the new Indiana Jones film, I'll never know. But if you want a reason for Indiana Jones to still in this new film, because this new film is set in the 60s, I think, if you want a reason for why Indiana Jones is still performing all these stunts and still going... It's because he drank from the cup of Christ in the third film. All they gotta do, all they've gotta do is put that in the first couple of minutes of the film or or seed that into the film somehow, and I'll buy it. I'll buy why he's an old older man still doing all this stuff. Well, 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 I didn't know that. 69 is set. Yeah, it's set with the space mm-hmm. race, isn't it? Ah, Last Crusade mm-hmm. 38. Um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 57, and this is, um, yeah, 69. Wow. Okay. And also, since we originally tried to record this podcast, I have actually watched the first hour of Crystal Skull again because it was on TV. So we had this conversation, and I said in the 
last recording that you know it's it's not for me. And you asked me a question. I no, I mentioned it. The reason I didn't like it was because of the alien aspect at the end. And I can't remember what question you asked me. That if oh, it didn't no. have aliens, would I? Oh no, if it had been something else. I can't. What was the question? No, no. I I I said to you when you actually line up everything that like the 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 focal point of the plots number one you got a you got a this magical arc number two you've got magic stones number three you've got the cup of christ that gives eternal life and number four you've got aliens right and i said uh, no i didn't say it like this but i'm going to put it this way now out of the four of them right which one's more believable right now <laughs> You know, I think I counted back saying because religion is so so ingrained in and prominent and Mm -hmm. thing in everyday life, you know, regardless of whether you're religious or not, you know, the artifacts there. But there's still a like supernatural element to it as well. And I think this is where we had a conversation about the script for Last Crusade went through a number of different sort of um, premises of what it could be based on the story. Yeah, you said was, Monkey Monkey Island as well, and there's something. No, no, Indiana Jones and the Monkey King was a, originally a title, um, which and they would have gone to a castle in Scotland, which is where we thought then, or maybe that's where that's why he's got the Scottish accent in in the castle, and, and maybe that was a hangover from a previous sort of script. Mm. Um, but that one he would have encountered ghosts or ghouls or whatever. Um, and, yeah, that, that's quite interesting as well, because for me, then, th- that's probably a little bit less believable as well. Even uh, even though, even though, ironically, there's ghosts at the end of the first film. Yeah, I don't see them mm. as ghosts. I see them as souls. But, I get, again, I get. again, that's, like, mm. not believable either, is it? No. So, I, I, I don't know. I, when I was re-watching the first hour, there was a reason I only watched an hour, and that's because I had to go somewhere. But I was re- when I was re-watching the first hour, I was like, do you know what? This film is... The first hour is actually okay. There's some good stuff in it. And I realised what I think the problem is with the fourth one, right? Now, yes, I understand. If people don't like the alien aspect, I can't change anyone's mind about that, right? The reason I think why I didn't like the fourth one the first time I watched it and why I think it still has issues is because of the special effect aspect. The CGI makes the film look so much different to the first three that it gives it a different feel and different tone. Yeah, that's a good point, really good point. But the, mm. fir- but the first hour of Crystal Skull... There's a there's a lot of like Indiana Jones type stuff in there, so when I was watching it, I was like, I I actually I'm actually all right with this film. I think it's okay. Maybe we need to go back watch it hmm. watch it as a collective. Yeah. Right, couple of things then before we start wrapping up. After the release of the film, where, where's Petra? Is that in Jordan? Mm, maybe, yeah, I think so. Anyway, do you know the front of the... What's it called? The, it's, yeah, it's Petra anyway, isn't it? Uh, they used to only have like a few thousand people each year visit them, and tourism went through the roof after the film. Yeah. So, yeah it's still, go, still going strong now, isn't it? Oh, I, I bet it is. Um, mm. Most of the Nazi uniforms that you see in the film were real Nazi uniforms. Mm. They, uh-huh. I... I, I so the, the bit in the Berlin rally is that bit. Um, That's also, a good bit. That's uh, another good bit of the film as well. Where he comes face to face with Hitler and Hitler just signs his book. <laughs> it's a real subtle bit of humour, which you don't yeah. expect. I, 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 I really like that. And given you know who the person is and, and whatever. Um, and also, I don't know if this is true, but Steven Spielberg supposedly joked to all the extras who were Nazis that when they were saluting, that with their other hand, to cross their fingers behind their backs. I, I don't know how, if that is true or whether the internet is yeah. pulling a fast one on me here, but 
anyway. Well, I mean, Spielberg's a Jew, isn't he? So I, yeah, I, I, I and it's very I close to his heart, isn't it? Given the yeah, exactly, type of films yeah. he's done previously. Um, the budget was forty-eight million, and it returned four hundred and seventy-four, so almost ten Oof. times his budget. Boom. Spielberg, but although I. I, I don't think it um, did as well as Temple of Doom. I think Temple of Doom is the highest grossing movie out of that franchise. It's not, no, is it? No. I think this one is Temple of Doom got 330 mil. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try and find out what the first one got. No, hang on a minute. I would have thought this one would have been the, would have been the highest considering you know Connery and off the, off the success of Temple of Doom. Right, right. Templar Doom was the worst. Was worst ah. of. The <laughs> There's my fact at the window. So last, um, lot the last Riz of the Lost Ark got three hundred ninety. Templar Doom got three hundred thirty, and then this one got four hundred eighty. Mad, isn't it? Mm. The amount of money that. That's, what, what's that? That's that's over a billion for three films, and they probably spent what, hundred million on, on them combined. Mad. Did, um, here's a question for you. Did any of you ever watch the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? I watched a few of the episodes, yeah. but I couldn't really get into them. I, I did, and a long, long time ago. And I think I watched them sort of out of order, which then probably made me fall off watching them longer. And then I bought the DVD box set a few years back, and I never got round to watching it, and I, got, and I sold it. Um, and I... I've got it. I've done that. Is it was River Phoenix in it? No, no, no. It was no. after he passed. That's I was. I was just going to no. ask. Actually, I would you. I think I would have. But would you boys have been more interested in if River Phoenix had played Young Indiana? I don't think so. For me, I think I would have had the same sort of level only mm. because I knew who River Phoenix was at the time. I think if I watched it in later life, probably. But at the time when I was watching it on TV, now. Nah. Yeah. Mm. It's right. a shame, really, they did that series when they did, because I think if you actually did a young Indiana Jones now, or not now, because the way Disney have been lately, they probably fucking ruin it. But if they'd done a young Indiana Jones 10 years ago, I think it would have done really well. Well, th this is a question, isn't it? Like, where do they go? Because in Dial of Destiny, the new one, I, I think Harrison Ford has more or less said this is his last Indiana Jones. You know, and he's, he's in the 70s, isn't he? But he's not. He's 80s, yeah. you know, come on. He, he's got a, like, <laughs> anyway, he's not going to have many more in him, is he? That's for sure. So I think he said he, this is his last. But as a franchise, where do you go with it? You know, I just stop. Uh, no, and I, I, yeah, that, that's perfectly yeah. what I think should happen. But you know what will happen is they'll possibly do Young Indiana Jones. They will do, possibly do, you, do a cartoon series or a... Do, do you know what I fear? Right, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in the new one, right? And she's also been brought in to help with the script writing. I really liked uh, the series that she wrote and starred in, Fleabag. Yeah. But I think, I, I worry what they're going to try and do with this new film is they're going to try and market her as the new Indiana Jones and they're going to sideline Harrison Ford and then she's just going to take over the franchise. Whereas what I would do, and I don't understand why why studios just don't do this full stop, is just say, that's the last, but we're going to do a new franchise of films that are similar, and um, here's, here's who we're going to put forward as the lead actor or actress. I don't understand why they've got to destroy their old characters, the characters that created the franchise and that fans love. It's my whole thing. No, this James Bond bullshit where everyone's going, oh, we need a female James Bond. No, you don't. You need, yeah. a, fe if you need a female special agent film and leave James Bond as it is. Because if, if you write a good enough film, people aren't going to care if it's a woman special agent. Just go, just go and write a good film with yeah, a I, special agent. Don't take on James Bond's name and call it Jamie Bond. I 100% agree with you. and I. But I, I, the only comeback I have is 
is an it's an established brand brand, it's an established name, so it's easier to market. That's the only only reason that they would reinvent mm-hmm. it. And I, I really hope they don't. I thought, and maybe this is one of the reasons why I, I switched off with Crystal Skull, is I thought they were gonna then take the franchise with um what's his son in it? What's his oh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I I thought um I thought they were gonna take it with him. Because yeah. all of a sudden he's his son, you know. Indiana is a nickname, isn't it? It's not his real name. So in theory, it's a little bit like the um, the James Bond. Um, there's a theory, isn't there? I think we've discussed this previously. Mm. That James Bond is not the person's name; it is a code name. Yeah, and so I'm, they, o- yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but it still mm. needs to be a man. So, so he, in theory, Shia LaBeouf, could, could have taken his father's nickname and become Indiana Jones. Yeah. But I'm sort of glad that didn't, they didn't go to but that. I, what no. I don't, sorry, I know we're getting off topic here, but what I don't understand with the studios is, are you honestly telling me there's no good writers out there who can just write a new franchise for women? Are you honestly telling me that? That you are that you actually need the copyright name or the, the what did you call it? I'm sorry. Oh, the pseudonym. The, the oh, franchise the, name or something. Oh, the front, you yeah, need yeah. the franchise yeah. name to build off. It's just like how does anything new get created? Yeah, you yeah. just create it. That's what happens. And and, and the, this is the whole issue that I have. And we again we've talked about this so much that you you're hundred percent right. Why do you need to have a Ghostbusters with the female leads, you know, wh- why do you need to reboot it? And, and uh, yeah. again, it, the reason is because it's, they think, oh, there's something already out there in name. We can jump on the bandwagon. We don't need to spend as much money potentially as letting people know what is happening. But it's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, well, and- if, any, if the last 10 years have proven anything, is that people don't want to see that type of thing. But, but like I, I, and I, I don't know who's making these decisions up in the studio, but they're scared and they think damn, not that, damn people. Yeah, they think that they have to have male characters that people understand and they have to and are already know. And it's a lot of bollocks. They don't create something new. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, like I, I know we've spoken about it off off camera and recording a lot of times. I am crying out to go to the cinema to watch something new and exciting or some just something new that's good. Just give me something that's good that I haven't seen a character in 20 times before. Yeah. And it, again, it comes back down to, you know when, if, when people would have gone to the cinema for the first time to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark? I, mm. I, I generally think they would have been like, wow, I want to see more of that. Or... Well, mm. Star Wars, for example. Well, I'll give I'll give you a female-led franchise that I would have loved to have gone to the cinema to watch when they first came out, and the second, and the third, and the fourth film, Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Ellen Ellen Ripley, Sigourney Weaver's Ellen Ripley is hands down one of the greatest movie characters ever. So you can't tell me that it can't be done with with a female-led franchise. That's that's new, a new franchise that's female led. You can't tell me that because yeah. she's already done it. Hmm. You could argue, you could argue the Terminator franchise is Sarah Connor. Yeah. I know yeah. Arnie was the draw, but he wasn't the draw in the first film. No, no. Very, and, and people forget that. The first film is very different and very so dark and noir hmm. or yeah. techno noir or whatever the correct term is. And it, yeah, it's, it's about Sarah Connor getting away from him. And Arnie, as a, let's put it, it's, it's a sort of bit part, isn't it? Because you don't see much of him. No, not really. So, mm. Right, okay, let's think about wrapping this one up. Again, <laughs> I thought we would have talked about this within half an hour, and I think we're on close to an hour here. Um, final question, would you recommend, Ev? Yes, 100%. Frog. Well, I know where we're all going with this. Absolutely. I got a question as well, though, after this. And I would 100% recommend. Same here. Why wouldn't you? And watching it this time round made me appreciate how such a good film it is and even swayed me slightly that maybe I'm favouring this one over Temple of Doom. Oof. 
but but Oof. but there's a big but in that prog. That that oh. means Raiders gets pushed down even further. Ah, oh, shut up, man. <laughs> I I don't. But I look. I love them all. I'd put them all at the same level. Where me. would you put this one now, Webs? That's what I was going to ask. Did you, still... did, did you enjoy this more this time around? Oh, look at that. We've got oh. all this time. And, it... <laughs> and he's frozen on us. Oh, oh you back, yeah. Ev. Hello. Oh, he's back. Uh, he's back. You, you, you froze totally, Emery. <laughs> oh. I, I thought we have gone all this time. Yeah, sorry, go on, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> gone all this time and now fucks him. Um, no, that's a cool second for me. Still, okay. Temple of the Doom is at the top, very close second, and then um, Raiders just behind. Fair enough. Right, let's wrap up. Cheers, all. We, um, well, I don't know. I was going to like totally do a new ending then. I don't know where <laughs> I was going to go with it. But uh, anyway, I, I'm not doing a new ending. Podcasts come out every week. Um, check out our social media. And if you want us to do a film in the future, please recommend one. Cheers, all. <laughs>